We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Knicks fans, how you doing? It's your boy Jonathan Macri with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast coming at you on a Friday. We are now less than two weeks away from the draft, which means we are less than two weeks away from all kinds of craziness that is bound to occur. Who knows what it could be? Will it involve Colin Sexton? I kind of hope not, um, but I digress. We got a great episode for you today. Um, a returning guest, someone that I had on before the draft last season. Uh, last year, he coached a uh, what wound up being two lottery picks. This year, he coached another guy who's going to be a lottery pick, probably a pretty high one at that from FSU. Charlton Young, um, my man, Coach CY. He is... Awesome. Um, we talked about um, Scotty Barnes. We talked about some other players on the FSU squad. We talked about this draft in general, guys that he has um, coached against this year. Um, my favorite part of the conversation, which we recorded a couple of days ago, was just him talking about kind of the process generally and like 
how you, if he was a GM, how he would evaluate guys based on their college tape, their college production, how he would use interviews, just picking his brain about this entire process, which is really, you know, something that I think as fans, we don't really get to see behind that curtain. Um, you know, hearing about it from the other side was really, really interesting. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy the conversation a lot. Other than that, one more shameless plug. We just launched our Patreon this week. Um, there was a mini pod that I did by myself um, in which I talked about um, some some interesting stuff, which you should feel free to go ahead and listen to about uh, point guards of the summer. And then I actually just got done recording with Andrew Claudio, a nearly two hour podcast, which is our first um, official bonus patreon pod which you if you join we have a bunch of tiers if you join the mellow tier or higher um you get access to that um and uh if you want to join the patreon just go ahead and look for the link um in underneath anything that we post any of our youtube videos um probably in any of the podcasts or you can just go to patreon.com and search for nick's film school um you could find it very easily that way so check that out i think that's it um, everybody have a great weekend uh, and enjoy my conversation right now with Florida State University assistant coach Charlton Young. Joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast, he's a returning guest. We are getting close to the NBA draft, so you know I had to have him back on. Um, he is he is already a legend in his neck of the woods um, and the way his program continues to grow by leaps and bounds and just produce NBA talent. Year after year after year, we had we had someone uh, from good old Florida State make some noise uh, over in the Western Conference Finals and uh, in the Western Conference playoffs. And he's got guys really throughout the league. And there's about to be a few more. He's an assistant coach with the Florida State Seminoles. Um, the one and only Charlton Young. See why? How you doing, my man? Man, doing great. Doing great. You know, I love this type time of year. Uh where we could talk about the prospects and, you know, their next step and their, their journey to the NBA. Uh, here at Florida State, uh, the New Bloods, we take a tremendous amount of pride in, in preparing our guys for the National Basketball Association. Uh, we want to get them prepared for life and want to get them a degree and we want to win championships. But, you know, it's also our responsibility to help, help these young men, help these young men make all their hopes and dreams come true. And so uh, I'm a big proponent of that. Jay Leonard Hamilton is a big proponent of that. This staff is, is, is some of the best at that. And, and I think it's our responsibility to these young men and their families to help them uh, reach their hopes and dreams and not, and not just come in and win games for us. So uh, this is a great time of year. Uh, we're very proud of what we're doing here and, and the guys, you know, all the guys that we, ha- we have in the NBA. Uh, that are doing well and we feel good about this next crop of guys that's coming. Well, I had you on here last year and I talked about, you know, it's like FSU versus the blue bloods. And that's the first time I heard the phrase that is on your t-shirt that where you're wearing right now, new blood. And I had and, to get on you last year about using that word. I said, when you got a Florida state guy, you can't be saying I- well, I learned my lesson. You told me right. you, you told me good, but you know, it's funny because you know, you look at your UNC's and your Dukes and your Kentucky's and you know, search up NBA players from those schools and you'll find guys, you know, every year throughout the years. And then Florida State, 
for a lot of years, it was, you know, you had a guy once every couple of years, this and that. But now, now you go search it up and all of a sudden it's two guys this year, three guys that year and not guys who are coming in and just flaming out. And, you know, they average a couple points a game for a couple of years. And that no, 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 no. Just this year alone between Devin Vassell, obviously in San Antonio, um, Trent Forrest, who when Donovan Mitchell went down, I know you were watching those games when Donovan <laughs> went down and he was getting about 20 minutes a night over the last month of the season, doing his part off, off the bench. And then, of course, you know, you care, you compared him to, to Kawhi a year ago. And I think we saw some flashes of that with Patrick Williams in, in Chicago. Before we get to the new kids, talk to me about what it was like watching those three in particular in the, in the pros this year. Uh, it, it, it was amazing. It was amazing for our fan base, for our program. Uh, you and I had a great podcast last year. Uh, and I told you, I said, you're going to think I'm a psychic. <laughs> and you thought I was a homer. And I said, no, I don't get emotional. I just <laughs> read it down. And, and, and I'm going to tell you again, you brought up Trent Forrest. And I'm so happy you brought him up first because you and I were discussing yes. Patrick Williams and Devin Vessel. And I said to you, I said, listen, I got a kid by the name of Trent Forrest who's special. Now, I'm still devastated that he wasn't drafted. We, we thought he would go 36 or 39. He's but, proven people wrong, though. No question. And what's amazing is this, and and this, and we'll discuss this as we continue in the podcast, uh, and, and that's why people got to give Jalen and Hamilton his flowers as one, as one of the best head coaches and CEOs to ever do it. And I don't think anybody in our profession, anybody, uh, understands the word development the way Jalen Hamilton does. And I say that because even the era before we officially officially became the New Bloods, they still had Al Thornton and Tony Douglas and Alexander Johnson and Vaughn Wafer and guys that were not considered five-star guys that were becoming pros. Uh, So Jalen Hamilton has always been developing guys that were not supposed to be here. Al Thornton Thornton was the 13th pick in the draft. He was a track star. He was rated like number 358. He comes to Florida State and he's the player of the year uh, in the ACC. So uh, fast forward to our original point, Trent Forrest. Now think about this. Trent Forrest is a rookie two-way player who gets a guarantee. Utah had a first-round draft pick and a second-round draft pick. Trent Forrest played more than their first-round draft pick and their second-round draft pick put together (laughs) and helped them become the the number one team in the NBA. There was no such thing as a player who got minutes – for the jazz this year that were not important minutes. And, and I think you saw development with him. And I think you could also point to two other things. So Devin Vassell, obviously, if you look at just the points per game, it might not pop off, but it's telling that he got some, a little bit of love for, for all rookie, because I think people understand that in San Antonio, especially, and you could go back and you look at the Kelvin Johnson's and the, um, and the Lonnie Walker's of the world, you're not going to get your numbers right away there, but he was doing the, the other things that, 
were helping that team. And that, I, I think you're obviously we both think you're going to see a year two jump from him. And then the other thing, Terrence Mann hardly played, you know, as a rookie. And then you want to talk about the aspect of development that that it, you, you're staying ready and you're staying prepared and you're doing the things that you need to do to continue to like be ready when called upon. And he was called upon and we, you know, I don't have to say, you know, star now. And, and here's what's amazing. You know, Terrence, man, I'm still devastated. I was right next to Terrence, man, on draft night. Yeah. And we got our name called at 48. And I was livid because I'm trying to figure out how are 47 guys better than Terrence, man. Like, these guys, it's amazing to me. It's, it blows my mind. Uh, the National Basketball Association with the analytics. Analytics? <laughs> I'm the analytics. <laughs> like, look who impacts the game. Yeah. Look at their character. Look at high-energy guys. Look at guys that can dribble pass and shoot and make a decision. So, that, that have that's high, what we're watching. High, high. Look at winners. Coach, they drafted Admiral Schofield over Terrence Mann. Well, listen, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but yeah, the, yeah, that's not that. the, the Knicks, well, listen, though, uh, no, I got to say this. The Knicks could have gotten him. They moved up and they were in position and they drafted someone who's not here anymore. We don't I, have to talk about that. I, I plead the fifth. I told the entire National Basketball Association that this guy is a pro. And I'm telling you, Jalen and Hamilton in Florida State, and I'm going to say this publicly, and, I, and I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just giving my humble opinion. It's just one opinion. That's all. I'm a hum- my humble opinion. I'm a scrub assistant. I'm nobody in life. <laughs> ain't no scrub, but keep <laughs> <Yeah>. going. <laughs> I'm just a scrub assistant. So I don't, I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I will tell you this. I feel like Jalen and Hamilton in Florida State and Jay Wright in Villanova in the last seven years is doing the best job of preparing guys for the National Basketball Association. I think if you get a guy from Villanova, he's ready. And I'm and I and listen, I don't get emotional. I read the data. I'm just being no. Honest. It's just look at the. I mean, Sadiq. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what more? What more do you want from Sadiq? I mean, you go back yeah. further. Obviously, you got guys like Kyle. You, you were watching McCall, obviously, right now. I Maybe mean, Brunson. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. These guys were ready when they got the NBA. Yeah. You look at a guy from Florida State. Jonathan Isaac had injuries, but he was ready. Well, I'm still, I'm on, I'm still high. I think everybody who, who watches the game closely is still high on him. And it's unfortunate the yeah. injuries, but. Yeah. And that's part of it. Grant Hill had them. Yeah. A lot of great players had to fight through them. Derrick Rose had to fight through them. That's part of the NBA. But like the guys that are coming out of the Florida State, these new bloods, you know, they're, they're ready now. So. So let's let's move on to because I'm happy you brought up analytics before because I, I feel like you know there's often a temptation to try to put players in a box right mm-hmm. like what 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 are you going to be at the next level and um, you could do a lot of things with Scotty Barnes who you know is look the Knicks we we have 19 we got 21 we got 32 if we were to package all of that and maybe throw in a future draft pick. I'm not sure a team that's in a position to draft Scotty Barnes is going to trade down, but I do want to talk about him for a little bit because I, 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 
I find it fascinating that you got a guy in, in Barnes who like, I didn't honestly really know what to make of him before the season. And we talked about him a little bit last year. Did you, what, what were you expecting before we got to the season and watch him kind of play this? I don't even know. What do you call the, what, what was he for you? What, how would you define Scotty Barnes? So, and, and I can understand your confusion from this end, but again, Every chance I get, I'm going to say this. Jalen and Hamilton deserves credit for seeing the future. He was one of the first guys to really buy in to positionless basketball. Yeah. We recruited Scotty Barnes and all the Blue Bloods and everybody was recruiting him. And Jalen and Hamilton sat down with him and said, listen, we think you're a point guard. <laughs> now, you're not a point guard yet but we feel like we can develop you into one and it will make you more valuable at the next level. Now, everybody else that heard us say this, they felt like we couldn't read and write and do arithmetic. (laughs) But this is what we saw. Now, we knew it was going to be some bumps in the road. We knew it wasn't going to be smooth, but we knew for his future, Mm -hmm. this was the best thing. And we like size that position. We want to switch one through five. We want everybody to be able to dribble, pass, and shoot and make a decision. In a perfect world, if we could have everybody 6'9", that's what we would do. But isn't that where the game is now? Where the game is. But still, How many guys can you put on the floor that can do those three things and when it comes, not only identify the decision when it needs to be made, but then make the proper one at that time? And, and, and at high speed, high speed yes. Wi-Fi. High, fi- high speed, there you go, high speed high Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi code. You know what I mean? If Scotty Barnes was a laptop, he'd be a MacBook Pro. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? He's 6'9", he's 227. He can guard every position. He can handle it. He can pass it. He can rebound it. And his shooting is much improved. Now he can shoot it well enough to keep you honest. But a guy that's high energy, high character, body was going to improve. He was a point guard for us. We saw him as Scottie Pippen. And, and, and <laughs> we think nice he's Scottie Pippen in the NBA. If somebody doesn't take Scottie Barnes at three, Ooh. I don't know who it is. Uh-oh. Here we go. go between three and six. I'd be shocked if he goes past six. And if he goes past six, somebody's going to be working at Walmart. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you. The, the, um, dude, the dude is special. He is a high character gym rat that has a tremendous amount of energy, that is an infectious personality, that loves basketball and competes like you've never seen. Now, you see him on the court and you see him going crazy, right? That's not phony, John. No, I'm, he's like yeah. that in practice, he's like that in individual instruction, he's like that in film. He's like that on the road to Carolina. He's like that at home versus Florida. The dude is a warrior. So I want to ask you something. And I want to, I, I, if you could be on, I really, if you could be honest with, with me here, I would really appreciate it because I've been trying to obviously look, the Knicks are, are at 19, 21, like I said, 32 and 58, which we're going to talk about in a second, somebody else that you have coming into this draft who I think maybe they should have their eye on, but I'm watching all kinds of tape and things, and I'm I'm seeing some signs from kids. I don't know, I haven't named any names, but signs from kids on the court that you just 
you don't love to see in terms of the, the body language and on, on defense in particular and things of that nature. And I, I identify those things and I say, look, this is concerning to me. And I have people come back at me and say, well, listen, it was a, it's a pandemic year, very strange year, this and that, you know, different circumstances. Maybe we shouldn't put too much into that. If you, someone transported you from your position, as you, as you say, a scrub assistant, which I find very funny. That's all I am. If someone transplanted you from that role to a GM of a team, how are you evaluating signs from players that maybe because, like you said, Scotty Barnes, turn on any tape, any tape of any game, and you're not you're going to see the good stuff. How do how do you how would you deal with? Are you asking those players those types of questions in interviews and trying to let them talk their way out of it? Is the tape you know sacred to you? How how would you evaluate that kind of thing? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that question. So if if I was a GM. This will be my thought process. Judge people on consistent behavior. Mm. Not what they say, but what they do. The second component of that is you have to build relationships with people that's in this, in this profession, in these programs. And you got to have certain people that you trust because the biggest, what you need to understand about most human beings, they can't keep no secret. <laughs> they going to tell you. So if I call the assistant coach at XYZ University and he and I have uh, had a turkey sandwich together and I, and I say, hey, Coach John, tell me what you think about uh, R.J. Barrett, who's back there. I'm just, I just saw him up there, so I use that name. He's looking and, good in that uniform. Yeah, I, I like he that. looks good. He looks good. <laughs> and so and, – and, and you've coached him. You're going to say, hey, ah, you know – Coach CY, you my man. I'm going to tell you, listen, the dude is, he's lazy or he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. He doesn't do this. You're going to get enough intel to mm-hmm. have a feel. Now, I'm not, obviously, R.J. Barrett went to Mount Verde and he was special and he was, you know, he his dad was a great player. He was a perfect, yeah. he was a, a great draft pick. But my point to you is you got to build relationships with the people around that's on the ground. And you got to listen to the intel and you got to decipher through it and say, okay, now this is coming out of here consistently. We got to listen. You know, this narrative of he, he's a little lazy or mm. he doesn't watch film or he doesn't have humility. Now, my our associate head coach, Stan Jones, who I love, God bless him, he has a saying that I love and he always says it, winners win. <laughs> he says it all the time. Yep. Winners win. So if I'm a GM, I'm looking for players that affect winning in a non-ball dominant fashion. Okay. You understand? Yeah. I'm looking for guys. So let's talk about a guy, right? There's a controversial prospect from who's a new blood. His name is Raquan Gray. I was about, uh, you, you lead me right to it. I was about to ask about it. And for those who don't know, uh, Raekwon, for, should I describe him as a center or how? He's a point forward. Okay. He's so he's six, six, seven, I think is his official six, measurement. Eight. Somebody. He's six, six, eight, six seven, six, eight. He, he weighed in at like 266. Body fat was a little high. Everybody's. But he could shoot it. Uh, it the shoot shot's well, coming around. Shoots it well enough to keep you honest. Yep but a high character gym rat that is 
unique. It ain't. It's not five people on planet Earth at six eight two sixty that can play one through five. Guard one through five has high speed Wi Fi and is a big body beans that transfers to the NBA. Coach, he's special. Even with the weight, he's a Draymond Green. And if I'm emotional, he ain't good as I think he is because I love him. He's at least Boris Diaw. Either way, he's a $25 million man. High character. And again, winners win. So let me explain this to you. Yep. Raquan Gray won a state championship at Fort Lauderdale Dillard High School. I saw he went to Fort Lauderdale, yes. He won a state championship his senior year at Fort Lauderdale Dillard High School. He plays AAU on the Under Armour, Under Armour circuit with the Florida Vipers. They went like 38 and 2 and like 37 and 4, something like that. He comes to Florida State and he goes Elite 8, Sweet 16, Sweet 16, and a regular season ACC title. Now, I graduated from Miami Carroll City Senior High School in Miami. It's an F school. So I can't do calculus. When I see letters and numbers, I get dizzy. Numbers on numbers, I'm terrific. Right? But uh, I can do fractions. One-fourth, two-fourth, three-fourth, four-fourth. That's a whole. The four on the bottom is called the common denominator. Yes. The Quan Gray is the common denominator to winning basketball games. Just like Terrence Mann would. Now they're going to tell me, boy, he, he, his body fat ain't great. But is that, hold on, is the body fat thing, is that the type of thing? Because again, we get back to the issue of what is there to be concerned about in college and what is there that you say, when we get him into our program, that's the exactly. type of thing. So is that the type of thing that, again, I'm transporting you, you're a GM now. Is that type of thing, let's get him into our program, into full-time strength conditioning. That's the type of thing you, you would be less concerned about. No, I, I would be less concerned about it, but I would address it as soon as he came into the organization. Okay. And the reason I would do it is because his character speaks for itself and he's a winner. It's consistent behavior. You look at the guys that come out of Florida State, and if you at to be honest with you, I think he should go between 25 and 45. Okay. That that should be his range. If you at 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, you got to take Raquan Gray. Especially if you're looking at the success of the guys that are coming out, come out of this program. I guarantee when we finish this podcast, I want you to go study film on Raquan Gray. I've, I've watched it. Listen, you will come back like, hey, this dude is special and he is different. Now, Scotty Barnes, you love, right? I mean, how do you not love him? How do you not love him? Most talented kid in our program, right? Yep. One of the probably one of the top ten most talented kids in the country, correct? For sure, yeah. Okay, so let me give you some data. When the game was on the line, Scotty Barnes gave that ball to Raquan Gray. MJ Walker, when the game was on the line, gave that ball to Raquan Gray. Balsico Previsa, all guys that we got in the draft, mm-hmm. gave that ball to Raquan Gray. Jalen Hamilton sat on his stool during the game. And he said, hey, fellas, give that ball to Raquan Gray. 
<laughs> so, he pops when you're watching the games. I'll say that because I watch a lot for Scotty this year. Because again, right. I didn't think the Knicks were going to be this who, good. Who, so, who Scotty has a clutch gene now. Yeah. Scotty is one of these guys that he has a knack for making big shots. So it's not like he's afraid at any moment. But Raquan Gray was such a great decision maker with size who could handle pressure, could get downhill anytime he wanted to. And he always made the right play, which means his team wins. He's special. And you guys did a lot of winning this year. You know, obviously a tough end to the season against Michigan. Michigan's, listen, Michigan's a good team. They were hot. They were, they were hot. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's what's going to happen in the NCAA tournament. But again, like you said, it's year after year after year with you guys now. Um, and can, I want to say this publicly, too. Yeah. Jawan, Jawan Howard did an unbelievable job coaching that team and, and, and getting that program, even though they've always been a strong program. But they were good. They attacked us uh, the right way. And Gonzaga, years before, had attacked, tried to attack us with high-low the way they did, but they couldn't do it. Uh, Michigan had the girth. Hunter Dickerson, who we recruited hard, broke mm-hmm. The girth of him and the other kid, they wore us down inside, and they had a good game plan. You got to give them credit, they They beat us. Uh, one, one of the kids on Michigan that's getting some love, uh, not – quite as high as, as Scotty, but, you know, kind of lottery range is, is uh, Franz uh, Wagner. He had, I think, 13 attending against you guys in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of him? Um, he's kind of, you know, defense first guy, but, like, you know, intriguing wing process. You like you like Wagner? Uh, obviously a pro. Obviously a pro. Okay. Um, has tremendous size for position. Uh, IQ, can shoot it. It's tough. Um in terms of athleticism and being able to separate from you, my question would be, can he guard his spot? Okay. You are what you can defend. Um, I, I don't know that I would take him in the lottery. He's okay. definitely a pro. Um, you know, the NBA likes to use the term that pick might be too rich for him. <laughs> okay. um, so I, I would I would see him more as a late first-round guy. Okay. Um, but he's he's smart. He's high character. Okay. Uh, when I say a guy's a pro, uh, I don't think there's anything new under the sun. If I can't see who you are, I don't think you're a pro. Uh, if I can see who you are, then you then you then you're you're a pro. And I look at him, and I'm not quite sure who he is. You know, what I mean, I want him to be Dunleavy. Oh, okay. But I, I don't I don't know if he was I'm yeah, not that, sure. that makes that coming makes out, sense. Coming out of Michigan, where they got high character kids, highly intelligent. Um his brother was a pro, so he's gonna he, you know, he's been around it. Picked ahead of Mitchell Robinson once upon a time. I'm not, sure that's, I'm not sure that's working out. Uh, Say it again. Maurice Wagner, his, his brother, was picked ahead of Mitchell Robinson, um, thankfully for, for Knicks fans, <laughs> <laughs> because he let, he let Matt, uh, Mitch drop to us. But Mitch was the other guy that the, the Lakers were rumored to be interested in. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Um, another guy, speaking of guys who you could foresee what they what they are at the next level, um, UVA had a pretty good team this year. You whooped them, though. Um, you put a you put a hurting on them. Um, that, that was, that was mean what you guys did. Um, but someone, someone on their, in their program, uh, Trey Murphy's been getting a lot of love of late as kind of a guy you can kind of plug in, you know, three and D type of deal. What, what do you, what do you think of Trey? Cause he's been a name that's been kind of connected with the Knicks. And that's worthy. I mean, that's yep. what okay. I love him. I was shocked how good he was when we played him. Really? Okay. Uh, tremendous length, uh, good athleticism, uh, all those kids are out of Virginia, high character, very, very smart kids. Uh, really, really shoots it. 
Um, I think he's the Phoenix shocked the world and passed on a couple big time guys, and they took Cam Johnson. How's that working out? Really, really good. Pretty good. (laughs) James Jones, who's from the 305 Miami, Florida, he played for Coach Hamilton at the U. Monty Williams, who uh, I'm proud to say that I was a fellow uh, five-star, all-star team guy with him, so I root for (laughs) hard. Those guys really know basketball and can can evaluate, and those guys are special. Uh, Nobody thought that Phoenix should pass over the guys that they passed over and took and took Cam Johnson at, what, nine? Ten, I think. He was, ten. Yeah, ten was ten, yeah. But they know basketball. Those guys know, know basketball. And so I look at the kid from Virginia. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's Cam Johnson, a tremendous wow. shooter with size and a little bit more athleticism. I like him, and I think if somebody takes him high, they're making a great, great decision. I was shocked with how good he was. Wow, Long, okay. Bouncy, kind of tough, try to dunk it on you. <laughs> I shoot saw it. a couple of those from him this year. Shoots I know. I Shoots it pure as the driven snow. I saw, I sat right behind him. His stroke, like Jimmy Chipwood from Huge. <laughs> yeah, he's real, Coach. Get, gets the Jim, Jimmy Chipwood comp. That's high praise. A couple more. I know your time is valuable. I'm going to get you out of here. Um, no, man, I got all day with you, man. I got yeah. all day with you. You're too, you're too good to me. You're all too day. good to me. You're um, right here, man. <laughs> um, a big boy um, in, again, maybe not fit in the box, but UNC, Daron Sharp, um, came in, you know, kind of high high pedigree. You played them a bunch this year. He didn't put up real numbers against you, but he's, again, he gets after it on the boards. You, what do you think of Daron as far as a center at the next level? He's, he's a big body Benz. He's going to be able to knock around in there, get rebounds and defend. And, you know, uh, I, I, I like the, you know, the, the way the game is going in terms of everybody being able to dribble pass and shoot, he doesn't fit that mold. That's Yeah, um, that's why I asked him about him. And so in terms of the NBA, that would concern me a little bit. Okay. But I'm a firm believer that big body Benzes translate to that league. So he's strong enough to just knock around, set screens, and rebound. And he'll be able to play a role in the, in, in the NBA. You look at the guys. See, and I keep using this term. And that's why I talk about Raquan Gray. I don't think the National Basketball Association really understands their league. Uh, and I say this like Mo Bamba. Mm. Like, why do you think he struggled? You tell me. Why is he struggling? That uh, position, it's, yeah. just, it's just so physical, and he needs time. I, I'm not saying he's not talented, and I'm not saying he's not worthy to be there. Sure. But big body bends is translate to that league, the NBA stands for no boys allowed. These are grown men, right? You look at Marvin Bagley. He destroyed the ACC. Yeah. When he got to the NBA, he's been just okay, right? Yes. He's not, you know, hasn't made yeah. an imprint quite yet. Yeah. Body. Body. Especially at the four and the, the three, four, and five. At the one and two, you can be a long, linky guy, guy like, you know, Tyrese Halliburton or Devin Vassell. Sure. But at the three, four, and five, you got to be a big body bend. Uh, uh, I remember back in the day, you know, everybody wanted Jared Jeffries when I first got in the business. Oh, boy. That's a name that is going to elicit some reactions in this podcast. He was long and skinny. But the other guys, they took Zach Randolph. Boom, Mm. boom, boom. He translates to that league. I recruited a kid by the name of Derek Favors. Georgia Tech, 
we called him Slim. Now he's turned out to be a good pro, but it's taken him some time because he had to get used to the physicality. Sure, yeah. DeMarcus Cousins was in the same class, and immediately he transfers because what? Boom, 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 big body bends. So these long, skinny guys at the four and five, they drafting them. If you draft them, you got to know it's going to be three or four years before they transfer to your league. Now, in college, when I go recruit, don't bring me somebody short and strong that I can't make long. Bring me somebody long that I can make strong. Like but that. we got, but we got That's time good. to develop, right? This is college. Sure. But when you draft them for the National Basketball Association, and you got to face a thirty-four-year-old grown man that has to provide yeah. for wife and babies, yeah, you better be. Okay. Like Patrick Williams. I had all the I had all the confidence in the world in Patrick Williams as a freshman. You know why? Because he's big. That's right. Because he came here as a freshman. The first practice, a big scrum came out. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Williams came out in the middle of it. I said, Woo. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited to see what Patrick does uh, next year, as I'm sure uh, you are, and everybody who's a fan uh, should be, because he, he's going to be well, good one, as, as we know. I, I want to talk about our guys a little bit more, just just so you'll be educated. Please, yeah, yeah. Like MJ Walker. Talk been, to me about MJ, please, because he's he's a, another guy. If you watch a Florida State game, you're going to notice him. Coach, big body bends, middle linebacker playing two guard. Uh he fits that role of Gary Trent, Gary Harris. Uh, so you think he's a pro? Yeah, no question. And, and I think realistically he should go between 40 and 55. Somebody who has a pick around there. Okay. And play that role of defender, big-time defender. Sure. Shot maker. If a fight breaks out, knocks somebody out. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's valuable. That's yeah, listen, you need that. Does. You need that. that. That's what Gary Trent does. The kid Gary Harris just got a bunch of money at Denver. I think that's who MJ Walker is. Okay. And he's won a lot of games for us. And if you look at his three-point shooting percentages and the analytics, as they love, uh, in terms of what he shoots from the foul line, he's always been high 80s. He's always been between 43 and 45% from three. He had the first half of the season, he started out like he was going to be a top 20 guy. And then he had like a growing pull and some injuries and some knickknack injuries that kind of slowed him down. But I think he's I think he's a, a, a pro and a great second round pick. Uh, the kid Boston Copra Visa, uh, our seven footer. Yep. Uh, who's a, who's we wish would have stayed. We thought if he would have stayed, we could have got him in the late lottery. Uh, him and his family decided to go, uh, and so. Realistically, I think he's a second-round guy that somebody should look to draft and staff, stash. Uh, but he's a tremendous talent that's going to be really, really good down the line. Uh, probably just, like we say in Miami, probably just needed one more mango season. Uh, Is that tough when, when you get a, a kid that, again, life – life dictates these decisions sometimes where, you know, they have to make a decision for whatever reason or another. And you know, because you've been doing this for a while, you know, it's not the right decision. How, how tough is that? It, it's, it's difficult uh, because you love the kids so much. 
Um, but we're not upset with him or anything like that. Yeah, no, of course. But just because you, you want to see him succeed. And you got to take care. And they, and they got to take care of their families. But if I came to you and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I said, John, you know, I, I don't think that you're a, uh, a radio podcast guy yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're quite there. Need a little bit more but seasoning. But, but, but I'm going to give you 1.5 to develop in the one. Would you leave? I would think about it. Yeah, no, you would leave. <laughs> you would leave. Uh, so how can we get mad at these kids yeah. when they know they're not ready? Sure. Somebody's going to give them 1.5, 2.2 million to develop in the one. Because if somebody came to me and said, hey, raggedy assistant coach, Coach CY, we don't think you're a head coach yet. <laughs> We don't think you're quite a head coach, but but we'll pay you two million to develop into a head coach. Guess yeah. what? Watch this right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, you, you see how quick I disappeared? I, I, didn't, I, 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 I didn't even say bye. Watch this. Go, go. <laughs> anybody, uh, anybody just listening on the pod, you should check out the YouTube just for this. Um, can I ask you about one more kid that you, you played against this year? Because he's, he's happened to be a, a little a pet project of mine in terms of I, I like what he brings. Uh, he actually had the opportunity to, get, to go into the draft last year and bypassed it, came back to school. Uh, Trey Mann, um, again, talk about dribble, pass, shoot. I really like Trey Mann. I can't really understand why he's not getting a little bit more buzz. You played him this year. Can you, can you give me something on, on Trey? Now, you know, I really love you to talk about a Florida Gator. I know. That's why I saved it for last. Because I, if you, if you, if you're like, all right, I'm done. I'm getting off the podcast. You got me talking about a Gator now. I'm, I'm gonna need a raise, G. I can <laughs> again. Uh, two, two millions a number. Okay, I'll work on that. You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of Trey Man. He's right here from the, the villages down the road in Gainesville. Uh, did a great job of improving his body. Mm-hmm. He's one of those kids that grew. Uh, we sh- we were recruiting him when he was young. Okay, he's, he's always been a uh, offensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't really a, a great defender, and he, he was frail. Uh, but he Florida did a great job. Mike White and the staff did a great job in terms of uh, developing him. His body really improved. He had that. He was blessed with the growth spurt, and he improved his handle and his shooting, his ability to score. Uh, I see C.J. McCullough. Okay. I see C.J. McCullough. That's not, that's a pretty he, nice I, compliment. I think he's going to be a really good pro. You know, when you can manufacture points the way he can, he can manufacture two points easy. That's what I'm. That's what I see. I, li- I like guys who can make a catch and shoot three. Mm-hmm. I like guys who can get to the rim and dunk it. And then where he's really good is playing from eight to ten feet whether it be a two-foot pop, one-hand floater, or a Euro one-leg floater, just got a great feel and touch. Um, I think he's a points guard. Points guard. <laughs> I like that. Instead of a point guard. Yeah. Um, and I think if somebody gets him and plays him at that combo spot, but listen, this is the new NBA. I was yeah. – I mean, all these guys are combo guards and lead guards. That can score. Well, you have to do both. You have to be able to score and you have to be able to distribute. Um, you he, got – sorry, yeah. And he can do that. So and he can do I'm, that. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of – I'm a fan of a 
a gator, uh, no question. You know, I know that's I know that's hard for you to say. That's why I, I kind of had to save it. And you know, I, I want to talk about this too. I, I want to say this. It's on my heart to say this. Uh, since we're talking about the Florida Gators, sure. Um, you know, we had a situation uh, when we played the Gators where um, uh, I'm having a mental block. The kid. It's, it's so traumatic for me. Oh, the kid who uh, he, uh, the health uh, issue. Yeah. Uh, I love the kid. Played at Oak Hill, light skin. What, what, what's his name? I'm, 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 it's escaping me too, but I'm yeah, looking so it up right I'm now. That, um, I mean, just thinking about him passing out, it, it's throwing me all up. But I love this kid. Mm-hmm. I really, really wanted to sign him here at Florida State. Uh, what's the kid's name? You got to tell me this kid's name. Keontae Johnson. Love it. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't go down, that kid was a pro. Oh, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah. Like, I hope he gets an opportunity in the NBA to come back and play basketball because, you know, to be honest with you, if, if that doesn't happen, they they might beat us that, that day. Well, they didn't. Um, but then again, you guys beat a lot of folks uh, this year. But, and Dante Johnson is, is special. I hope, you know, he, he reminds me of uh, – the kid that played at Duke, you know, he, you know, back in the day, I'm gonna say Paul McPherson, who you might not remember, played played with the Phoenix Suns. But the other kid, the jumping strong kid that played at Duke, uh, how long ago are we talking? Maybe 10, 12 years ago. Goodness. But Keontae Johnson was a pro. Shoot it, dunk it, guard it, really strong, get downhill. I just really hate that that happened, man. He's a special talent. And a special kid, a special kid. That's big. Again, somebody, it's a Florida State guy saying this about a Florida. Yeah, yeah. I hope somebody gives him an opportunity because because he's going to be the SEC player of the year. Mm. You know, life is so precious, man. Sometimes we take things for granted, and you know, to to, to be there and to see that kid's life change in the snap of a finger, and a kid that I was always been a huge fan of. Uh, when I used to go to Oak Hill just to recruit him sure, yeah. and, and, and saw him and, you know, I, I don't know how I got off on that, but just, no, it's, it, but it says head. a lot that you, you'd want to go out of your way to, to say that about him. And again, you, you, but it, you always talk about high character and, and all that. I, again, it, the proof is in the pudding when someone goes out of their way to offer that kind of praise. I mean, it shows you what type of kid that he is clearly. And I can't Johnson, that kid's special. And I, I wish, I wish, I hope that it works out and, they, and he gets a chance to play again. And I know it's it's touching when you're dealing with the heart. Sure, well, yeah. But but that kid, uh, you know, if he gets the opportunity, I think he will take full advantage of it. I thought he he's one of the best players in the country before he went down. So let's finish up here. You guys got a, yet another, no surprise here, big-time recruiting class coming in. Um, I think you got what three in the top fifty? Is that did I get that right? Um, can you uh, oh, big time transfers also? So talk to me. What what's next for who you who you excited about? Who should fans be excited about when Florida State's back on? Uh, talk to me about that. So the first first guy I'm excited about is is a kid, and not just our incoming players, but you know what, what we're excited about at at Florida State is. Uh, and I say this to people all the time. See, 
culture doesn't graduate. <laughs> That's you got the best. I got it. You know, you should start printing up T-shirts with your <laughs> phrases on them. You'd be able to retire from coaching, you know, in a year. You think so? Oh, my God. Do you have you have like every time I talk to you, you got a couple. Of I need you to be my agent so I can stop. Being <laughs> so I can stop being a broke college coach. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm too, you know, I'm guilty. I was telling my son this this morning, like, Listen, don't be better than your dad. Don't be like your dad. Like, I'm a basketball guy. I love coaching the kids, recruiting them, and developing them. So I never think about myself or business or building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, And I guess I've probably been left behind because of that. <laughs> but uh, you got, I need you to be my agent. Uh, I'm going to – you know what? I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk off air. I'll get that done. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, so you, you, you threw me off with that. What, 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 yeah. So what? you're, you said you were, you were talking about how you were excited about kids coming back, I think uh, as yeah. well. Yeah. Culture doesn't graduate. And so people, they always get enamored by us. They can't figure us out, you know? And like I told you, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some data. Right. I pride I myself on not being blurt, man. Right. That is, that's how you pride keep your credibility. On. There you go. There you go. So I don't get emotional. I'm going to give you some data. Six years ago, maybe, we get beat in Orlando okay. by Xavier with a three seed. Very mm-hmm. embarrassing. Uh, we got Jonathan Isaac, who was the sixth pick in the draft. We got Dwayne Bacon, who was the 40th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. We got Xavier Ray Mays who was uh, – He spent some time with the Knicks uh, yeah, G yeah. League team. Got, got two 10 days in the NBA. High-level Europe. We had Michael Ojo. God bless the dead. I almost cry every time I, I say his name. Uh, who passed of a heart issue recovering from COVID. Uh, he played high-level Europe. And we had Jacquez Smith, who played with the Lakeland Magic of the G League. Five pros. We lost. Everybody said, oh, it was a fluke. Florida State, they're done. We went to the Elite Eight the next year. So we go to the Elite Eight. We lose one player, Brian Angola. High-level Europe, played with the Lakeland Magic G League. Everybody says, they're done. That was a fluke. We go to the Sweet 16 the next year. So we go to the Sweet 16. We lose Mafandu Kamengeli, 27th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Terrence Mann, 48th pick in the draft. Phil Kofer, Memphis Hustle G League and Belgium, high-level Europe. David Nichols, mid-level Europe. P.J. Zavoy, uh, low-level Europe. Five pros. They say they're done. It's a fluke. We win the ACC regular season title the next year. Now, mind you, none of these years we're ranked in the preseason. <laughs> well, that, no, but because people keep not seeing it coming and you keep proving people wrong. So now we win the ACC regular season title. We lose Patrick Williams, fourth pick in the draft. Devin Vassell. Lottery pick. The 11th pick in the draft. 11 or 12. I was forget well, which one. Right, we lose Trent Forrest, free agent signees at Utah Jazz, and Dominic Olenichi, high level Europe. That's four pros. We go to the Sweet 16 the next year. 
Now, they can't figure it out. How do they do that? Culture don't graduate. We develop. Next man up. So you ask us about our incoming freshmen who are really good. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited about Anthony Polite. Okay. You remember that name? I will remember it. And just like I told you, remember I was here a year ago. I said, you're going to think I'm a psychic. No, that's, you yeah. remember, I know what you're going to say. All right. Anthony Polite. I think he's Danny Green. I think he's going to be a late first round guy, second round guy. Okay. I think he's the best on ball defender in the ACC. Big time stroke, big time body. Okay. Really athletic. He plays that same role that Danny Green and, and uh, Gary Harris plays. Shoots it at about a 52% clip from three. Okay. Body bends, go in and dunk it for you. Can guard a 5 6 guard or he can guard a 6 4 guard. He can sit down on you and he can go front the post. He's really, really special, and he's helped us win a lot of games here, and he's really developed. We got a kid by the name of Malik Osborne, who's a transfer from Rice, just like the kid from Virginia. Okay. He got a chance. He's close. He's close to being a second-round guy, like a Dennis Rob type. Okay. Rebound, defend, knock down threes, though, shoot it. If he he takes another step, he's going to play for money, no question. Okay. Uh, whether it's the NBA or high-level Europe. I, I'm One or the other. Quite sure yet, but he's coming, and he's coming fast. Okay. Uh, those two guys developing our program, I'm really excited really excited about. But we have some freshmen. Uh, we have a kid by the name of Matthew Cleveland. That's yeah, it was about, he was the guy I was going to ask you about. He's uh, He sounds pretty exciting from what I know. Yeah, he's 6'7", high flyer, got to improve his three, shoots it well enough to keep you honest. Affects the game. He's, he's Devin Vassell. Okay. He's Devin Vassell and maybe a little bit more feeling strong, but he's, he, my alarm went off when I saw Devin Vassell, even though nobody had him ranked anywhere. And my alarm went off the same way when I first saw Matthew Cleveland. Okay. Um, we got a freshman by the name of uh, Jonathan Butler, who's like yes. a, he's uh, Jonathan Isaac, same guy, okay. seven foot three, handle it. Pass it, shoot it. Uh, just physically weak. He's like Bambi right now. You know what I mean? Just, but well, you build them up. You build them yeah, up. Oh, no question. I mean, our, our strength guy is one of the best in the country. He's like a mad scientist, Mike Bradley. He's, he's, he's really, really good. That's why so many of these guys. I mean, think about how many pros we've had just in the last five years. I mean, think about it. Malik Beasley, Jonathan Isaac, Dwayne Bacon. Fondu Kamangeli, Terrence Mann, Devin Vassell, Patrick Williams, Trent Flores. And we got four more on deck. That's ridiculous. Clearly, clearly you guys are doing something right. Um, that's I mean, why. Yeah. Hamilton. You you always give praise to the head man, man. You, you're, 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 you're good. Stan Jones. Okay. Um, I got a young star on my staff by the name of Steve Smith. Like he's. He, he's he really good. But and you then, never you never take any of this credit. And meanwhile, in terms anybody who knows anything about recruiting knows that you know you you my man you my man gotta keep you gotta keep your humility. You know what I mean? But uh, sure. I'm well, just a scrub assistant man. <laughs> listen, um, for a scrub assistant, I always have an amazing time talking to you both on here and when we when we talk offline. I always appreciate your. Uh, 
your thoughtful opinions and, and uh, different things that we've talked about. It really is in a pleasure and an honor uh, to, to pick your brain about this stuff. Well, I, I really, I really appreciate you saying that. Now. And, and I got to admit now, I, I do uh, a bunch of podcasting. You you and I are pretty good together, man. Like Ebony and Ivory, like Paul McCartney. And I would bet, you know, <laughs> someone, someone listening should, should consider giving us a, a, a daily show or something. We could, I don't know, we could hash it up about I have, I have whatever. a lot of fun with you doing, doing this, man. I really do. Well, I look, we, we, I couldn't believe you cold called me last year. Is that how <laughs> Like, I never answer a cold call. You know what I mean? Like, God works in mysterious ways. I just happen to, I'm like 917. Who's this? Who's this guy? Yeah, I, don't, I don't speak to people who don't eat grits. Who is this? <laughs> I'm from the South. Who is this? Listen, Have you I love one? grits, man. <laughs> grits, listen, I, just because I'm from New York doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. You know, some I'm good from grits. The South, man. Miami, Florida, Atlanta. I eat cheese grits, man. You ever been to the Waffle House? Of course I've been to Waffle House. I love Waffle House. Because if you hadn't been to the Waffle House, I was going to cancel this podcast and never speak to you again. I've done a lot of road trips. Me and my wife, uh, before we were married and had kids, we did a lot of road tripping. And a Waffle If when we pass a Waffle House, that is an automatic, you got to stop. I get it, Give me some. I, that, hey, hey <laughs> I, knew, I knew you was a good person. My grandma, my grandma in there used to say, what kind of person can you be if you don't eat grits, baby? <laughs> uh, some people eat to live I, I live to eat that's that's me uh, big 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 fan of the Waffle House big fan of yours obviously a fan of Florida State everything you guys got going on um, st- again Coach Young um, stick around for one sec I'm going to sign off to our uh, listening poll but thanks everybody for checking out another episode of the show we'll be back with you with another one uh, very soon Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.